When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. guys this time we're doing a little true crime episode about it's probably not about like you know the usual crack serial killers and you know murders or had their mickeys whipped with bamboo sticks by their mammies or you know some lad who just can't keep it in his pants and also wants to chop people up and eat them this one's about a weird little murder weird little death of uh, a very famous actress you all know britney murphy and uh, she died in 2009, Lord of mercy on Brittany, and uh, under very suspicious circumstances, of which I, I was not aware. I, 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 I knew that, oh yeah, she died, and I had it boxed off in my head, like, ah oh, yeah, she's probably on the Mad Coke, fucking overdose, whatever. Not true, sir. Not true at all. And it was brought to light by my lovely guest in the hot seat today. Uh, you'd probably know her better as Shona Ellen from her uh, YouTube channel. Where, we, where she talks about, uh, she gives out about, you know, cunts and arseholes, uh, and also talks a little bit about movies and uh, uh, pop culture. Uh, so I'd like to welcome to the show the the the, the Queen Princess of anti-SJW, <laughs> <laughs> definitely in Ireland, uh, uh, Shona. I'm Making that my Twitter bio after this. Yeah. What's Hello. going on, girl? Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. It's been so long. We've been internet friends for ages, and we met yeah. in real life for the first time today. And uh, it hasn't been weird at all. Yeah, it actually was so, it flowed so well. Yeah, I feel like it's my it's my cousin for, that I haven't yeah. seen. She moved away and then she's come home finally. And I'm like, well, remember that time we went, all went to the beach? Um, yeah, it's cool, man. We're, we're going to be talking about Brittany Murphy. Yeah, I'm excited. And this is your suggestion. And yeah. like I said, this is the first time ever that I've allowed a guest to decide the thing. I said, I really want you on the show. I didn't want to bombard you with like, you know, some fucking... Uh, uh, some true crime serial killer murderer mm-hmm. we just talk about how many girls that he bludgeoned and raped to death which is the, <laughs> the usual fare for a true crime show we've done a few like uh, we've had the death of Bruce Lee we've had like Jim Morrison we've had Elvis Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. loads of these different episodes on the show before uh, this one doesn't deserve 
I mean, sorry, Britney's spirit up there. This <clears> one, <throat> you wouldn't get a four hour episode of it because there yeah. isn't that much online, but it'll definitely get, uh, you know, enough time to uh to get talked about in detail well um, i'm like a massive fan so when i spoke yeah. to you about it i was like why haven't you done a true crime on britney murphy and i was like what do you mean true crime on britney? Yeah. Bitch, bitch died of too much cocaine <laughs> and you were like ah, ah, uh, ah. yeah but like no one talks about it like and i'm such a big fan of her and like she kind of had a really not a short career but like she did a lot of big movies but no one seems to talk about her death yes. it just kind of was like oh she's dead and then even that was her it. life like the way we're going to talk about it now a little while her career was very much second place yeah she was a second place kind of person with a first place kind of attitude and a first place kind of skill uh and i think her time was to come yeah. and died in a very suspicious circumstances i don't want to do a spoiler on it so we'll let them know mm-hmm. when it happens so before you knew about the death what did you know about uh, uh, Brittany Murphy? Like, what was your, your general feeling about how she had died when you heard about it first? Well, I can't even remember what age I was, but I remember just being devastated. I knew nothing about it because this was a, a long time ago now, mm. kind of. Well, it was a good while ago. 2009, so you're so like 21, 22. I wasn't really, 20, yeah, probably. 20. But I didn't really use the internet. Like, I did, but like... I wouldn't be Googling what happened to her. I just kind of take face yeah. value with news. And all I knew is she died of like a potential overdose is what they were saying, I believe, on the news. And I was like, oh my God, I was devastated. Like I was so upset. Like, I was, I was, I Big cried. Devil. Like I, there's like three celebrities I've ever cried over and she was one of them. And I was just like so upset about it. And I didn't know anything. I just knew that she was gone and she was so young. And then I didn't expect it. And I did. When I heard about it, I was like, yeah. ah, yeah yeah it's and it's happened around the, around the same time like michael jackson had just died and it was all yeah it seemed like a lot of celebrities were just suspiciously dying of like medical weird. related things like yeah. that's kind of what it seemed like and i knew nothing about i actually knew nothing about her personal life until after right i was a fan of her like movies right. and her personality but like after she died like i watched a lot of the like no some there's some true crime things out there there's some things on youtube that are pretty terrible but like on the a and e channel yeah i watched those yucks on youtube over the last few days <laughs> trying to i watched a lifetime one holy fucking jesus yeah Christ. they're pretty bad so really like bad. and there's some fan there's like a fan <laughs> i actually was gonna buy it some fan made a book it's like the unsolved britney murphy case but apparently it's like really bad no offense to you if you're listening to this yeah but like i was gonna buy it but i think it was just a mad conspiracy theory about everything and i was trying to like learn about it and then when i asked you about it i was like this is the perfect opportunity for me to dive deep dive deep into this and well, to have someone listen to me <laughs> I've, I've, I've dove deep i'm right up by the uh the, the back of the uterine wall is how deep mm. i got on this motherfucker yeah. like not a lot of information is out there yeah, that, that's the not weird a lot thing of concrete stuff and i think that's why the conspiracy theories that are surrounded with her death are so compelling because there is so little information you're like well, what if yeah like, what if this is one of the biggest unsolved mysteries ever and no one's ever talking about it? What if she's a casualty of domestic terrorism or espionage mm-hmm. around domestic terrorism? Now, that's a little thing. Like, mm. I found it online. It was part of one of the documentaries as a footnote. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, as well, this. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Looking it up and found it in her latter years she was advocating for a woman who was a whistleblower and then the next thing she's fucking brown bread i only like, i only what? found out about that with the like lifetime movie that was done yeah. about her. that was the only time i ever heard that and i said it to you and i was like what the heck is this so there is a, there's a, so much here to talk about there's a lot of onion layers to be pulled back yes um there is. i mean for anybody out there who's a fan of britney murphy cool i guess she's pretty niche she'd be like being a fan of like selma blair how or, dare you 
No, do you know what I mean? She's like, like, yeah. oh yeah, man, I love that girl that's in loads of movies. I can't remember her name. Though. She's kind of the. Kind it's of like being a, a Mira Servino. Yeah, fan. Mira Suvari. Is her name? No, Mira Servino. What? I've Mina, been saying it wrong all my life. No, Mina Suvari is the one from American Beauty. Oh yeah, okay. Who's Mina Suvari? Myrna Myrna Severna This is like a tongue so, twist Yeah Myrna Severna uh, She's the one that was in uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion Oh yeah okay The yeah. other one yeah, Not yeah, Lisa yeah. Kudrow And then she wouldn't Soak Harvey Weinstein's cock So her career melted away See that's the thing Like, like there's cotton wool And a cup of tea Brittany Murphy Her career was like She had a good career If yeah, you actually yeah, look yeah. back at it Like the movie she was in You know them Like I guarantee They're you all you Oscar know winners Yeah like shit, I, like I guarantee You know the movie she's in Yeah 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 And she was in movies With like legit actors like you know she'd got some good roles and then like i just feel like like you said people are like oh that girl that chick that, she in the, the eyes and the lips yeah, yeah. Like, like the girl from the noise and then she had a music career and everything as well yeah. she was she was such an odd little odd little like you know pixie minx yeah she was little, you know she had so much potential that's what upsets yeah. me like <laughs> i might cry in this podcast we, we might get our first <laughs> live streaming tier before we go too much further then uh shona tell us about your own your own channel we were talking about it at length now for the yes. last few hours where we had cups of tea and tried to dissect uh you know the market <laughs> our, our, our our youtube future and i think a lot of people need to be doing that especially us irish yeah. irish youtubers banding together boom um, I, I definitely would love to have you on the show again for a long one if you're really? able. Really, I love that. But um, your your YouTube I channel, I I really appreciate it. You say some shit that nobody else is saying. The fact that you're a woman, congratulations on the ovaries, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. Uh, the Further fact that myself. you're a woman and you're saying this stuff, and then like the shit that you get in the comments, and then the praise that you get in the comments. It's weird. Yeah, it is a banana, weird thing. It's a bananas phenomenon, especially you're Irish. Like it's such a confluence of weird things. Like you're Irish, you're <laughs> from the country, you're a young girl, you have these, you know, I think logical anti-SJW like hey look at this thing and then everyone say hey you have a vagina and boobies you're supposed to be on our team and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. don't lock me in with all of you guys motherfuckers like this is yeah it, it creates a weird dynamic because I feel like a lot of my audience is American yeah so like they kind of get it because Same-sies. there's a lot yeah there's like a lot of people in America who are doing this kind of content but yeah. I only thought about it the other day I was just telling you I went to Jordan Pearson and I realized when I was in the crowd I don't know anyone else who makes the same videos as me in Ireland who's female, especially female, not even male and female. I know one other person maybe. And at that, that's it. And I was like, this is a weird position to be in. I never really thought about it before. Like I never really thought about it. And it's just such a weird. Some people call it a market leader. Yeah, maybe. You have all of those things. It's weird. Girl. You got to get on it. You've about, uh, you've, I think you're tipping off 60,000 subscribers on Nearly, the channel. Yeah. Is that right? So, I mean, you know, it's not the shake your stick at. Mm. Um, so it's Shona odd. Ellen is the yes. name of the channel. And you also have another one where you talk about mental health and your own mm. kind of struggles with having a fucking head. You can basically find me at it's Ellie Jaden everywhere. <laughs> called called uh, Shona Speaks mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah. How are you getting on with that? I was thinking of conjoining the two because initially I was thinking, oh, it'd be great to have two channels. And then I realized how difficult it is to have one channel. And now I'm just kind of, I'm kind of fumbling about finding my place of where to go with everything. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing now. But like, I do know that I have a lot of opinions and I think I like getting conversations going. That's why I like doing this. Like even being here with you is weird because I do it on my own and I'm talking to myself. But when you read the comments and I meet people like you in person, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. People actually care about talking about 
these things and that's what's really really cool so like especially in ireland where we're all like oh yeah we have a fucking septic tank with 800 babies bones in it i made a video about that let's not talk about it i made a video about that Mm. most people never knew that was a thing the nuns took the children from the arms of their mothers and threw them in septic tanks it's a wild thing because you're not supposed to have them and then they imprisoned those women against their will in Mm. a laundry and made them work until they were old age and then they died and we had those in operation in ireland until the mid 90s that is no joke and then when stephen fry was here didn't we try to like get him arrested or some shit like for saying he didn't believe in god or something he said he said god is cruel we have a cruel god yeah he he lets children children (laughs) die of terrible diseases and then someone fucking reported him and he was he was going how much is the fine Twenty five thousand, surely now, as we sit here recording this in, uh, uh, you know, late autumn, we're just about to vote on taking the blasphemy, yeah. uh, uh, the, the kind of the phraseology of blasphemy out of our constitution so we can actually give out about the church in the, in the public media. And it's been... That's going to be great. There's a whole, there's a whole I think, um, castration of publicly allowed discourse mm-hmm. in our country. I feel like, like Irish people are weird. We don't want to talk about things. We do want to talk about we things, do. We but don't only want after a feed a drink and if no one else yeah. is listening. And I think that's why I like doing things like even your podcast and stuff. It's so it's so refreshing for people because Irish people like that, they don't like to, we just don't. Like you said, unless you get alcohol in you or even if you're pressed, some people don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And that's why I find some people get really overwhelmed when you start like speaking your mind in Ireland because they don't know how to deal with you. Yeah. They just don't know what to do with you. Like, what are you doing talking about how you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what it is. It's you like that in every way. talking about it. And then like Ireland. They're not is, ready to deal with how I feel yet. But Ireland is quite a liberal country. Would you yeah. agree? Like it yeah. is quite liberal. So if you say anything remotely against the grain, like you're the worst. And it's a small country. So. But it's all that. talk and no action. I feel it's all. Yeah. It's all mouth and no trousers. Yeah. It's very liberal in the media. Very liberal on the on the front. But then when actual policies and stuff come in, it's not really, mm-hmm. do you know, that's why I find your channel so refreshing because you're coming out and going like, here's an opinion. Thank and you. then the people who agree with you are usually not from Ireland. I yeah. think the people from Ireland usually go, shut up. <laughs> I actually do have people from Ireland who do agree with me and no, do know, comment I with know. me and stuff. But I do get like, I do get a lot of Irish people who disagree with me on things. But they'll be more vocal about the disagreement than the agreement. Oh yeah, definitely. Mad, and I don't mind that either because I actually like, I like the debate and I'm open to learning. Like I will change my mind on things if someone presents me with a good argument and facts and I'm like, hmm, never thought of that. Mm. And I will. And I'm happy and to change my mind. we can grow as people. Yeah, I'm happy to change my mind. we don't have a bag over our head <laughs> and making a, f- a fake persona that we have to live up to. Um, so yeah, you can find Shona on YouTube. Ellie Jaden is her main channel and uh, Shona Speaks is the other channel about mental health and just having a head which i think should you know should be like more utilized hopefully yeah. make more content that's for another that. thing in ireland that i don't think we talk about enough so no. i kind of want to i want to say the things no one's saying that's pretty much what i want to yeah, do yeah girl that's what i want to do fight like the power fire in a theater metaphorically <laughs> um so yeah all the links for all of uh, uh shauna's stuff are, is going to be in the description below uh be it the podcasts are if you're watching this on youtube so if anything we say about britney murphy or any stuff that we leave out or say that's wrong or if you're a super duper britney murphy fan and you think we've got it all wrong uh you can hit me up on email info at those conspiracy guys.com we're on all the social media facebook twitter instagram pinterest vero mix snapchat fucking jesus low anything that has a social media thing we're probably on it 
right? So go and check that out. Um, they killed Stumble Upon, which was one of my favorite internet things. Never used it. Yeah, it's back in the old days. I remember. It changed it into Mix, so we're on Mix now. Um, to 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 find all your conspiracy bits and bobs. We're also uh, streaming this live on YouTube, like I said. So we have a YouTube channel with all the videos of all the old episodes. I'm not really putting much more up there because YouTube are cunts. And they yeah. demonetize you and take you off. And t- mm-hmm. You're getting loads of your stuff demonetized, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it happens to me. Before I even properly have a video fully uploaded, they demonetize me. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, they're OCR and everybody's speech. So if you say, like, certain phrases, if you talk about, you know, suicide or guns or you know, anything anti-SJW or anything that's even the slightest bit conservative, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook and Twitter the same. I mean, yeah. psh, what are you going to do? They're the main uh, social media platforms. And if they don't want you on it, they'll fuck you off it. So we have a YouTube channel for now. Uh, it's demonetized. So all of the good stuff is over at BitChute. B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com slash those conspiracy guys. So we have BitChute channel, loads of documentaries there. All the stuff I talk about in all the old episodes, uh, the, you know, documentaries, little video clips, stuff that I put on there that I won't or can't put on YouTube because of you know copyright or because of just like bullshit rules that YouTube are trying to suppress the message man uh, there's also a Facebook and Twitter alternatives if you have abdicated from the Facebook uh, gulag uh, you can head over to minds.com M-I-N-D-S uh, and we have a page over there where we're putting up all the same articles and sharing all the same social stuff that we do on Facebook but it's in a kind of a, a, a half Facebook and half Reddit type of kind of a dealio over there and then there's gab.com which is a twitter slash reddit uh i guess com like a comment section there's you can't you can't put big massive long posts uh, gab is more like twitter and mines is more like facebook so there's alternatives if you want to get off the mainstream and twitter is full of fucking side drinking i love twitter nip lappers yeah but it's my also, favorite it's also i spend a lot of time on twitter but you can't say anything and if you do you i was suspended by twitter off. once yeah yeah this spend me um oh what did i say i actually can't even remember what it was i mentioned something it was something to do with ireland it wasn't it wasn't trans women aren't real women was it no it, it was something they gave graham in an awful time i can't remember what it was i mentioned something about ireland i can't remember what it was it was something to do with a protest that was going on in ireland and oh, they shit. actually suspended my account for a full 24 hours and i was shook i was like this has never happened to me before like i was like what i'm to be honest i'm surprised i haven't got banned oh i couldn't believe i got banned <laughs> and i wouldn't mind any i've said far worse things like i've said a lot more controversial stuff yeah. than that and i was like why that one thing you not tell them because they're going to go through your whole thing now and try <laughs> you will find some crazy stuff mass report this bitch. but even stuff i've said like to me it's logical you know that kind of way it's not crazy like but I think they just censor anything that they're like, nope, don't like yeah, that. There's a list. There's a list you're being watched. And I definitely think I'm on a list. Oh, I'm definitely on I'm a d- list. I'm definitely on a list. I know for sure I'm on a list. They have lists in the app. Like, oh, God. Yeah. You're caught. You're caught. It's so scary. It's such it, a weird thing. Yeah. And especially now at this time, like, obviously you're listening to this in the future, dear listener. Uh, you know, we're going through a whole time when it's coming up to the midterm elections and loads of people are getting like th- thousands of pages and mm-hmm. and Twitter accounts are being just switched off. Like it's like 1984, you know? So get us on the social media anywhere you can. Uh, we also have the lifeblood of the show, Patreon, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. Uh, if you want to throw a couple of dollars and, and get stuff, 
I'm not one of those guys that asks for Patreon and doesn't give you stuff. This is live streaming now for Patreon only. Uh, you can watch it now if you're a normal person, but if you want to watch any of the shows in the future that we're going to live stream, they're all exclusive to Patreon. First, you get early access to any of the blogs, any of the videos. You get an Instagram uh, that's private to everybody else, a TCG TV Instagram. You get uh, access to the uh, documentaries before anybody else gets them. You get behind the scenes, daily vlogs. You get outtakes. You get extra little bits and bobs. And you get all of my appearances wherever I'm on radio, TV, or, or anybody else's podcast all comes in a nice little uh, private RSS feed that's uh, off the main road just for Patreon folks. So if you want to help that out, you want to buy me a drink. I don't drink, but you can send me a fiver. It's cool if you do it on the internet, but not cool if you do it in real life. Like, would you like would you like a drink, Shauna? She's like, no, no, but just give me the fiver instead. Like, it's weird. So we can do that. Uh, send it to me. Just roll up a fiver and just throw it up the internet at me. And I'd be so appreciative. And you get something from it too. Uh, you're you're helping make independent media possible and this is my full-time job and i really really appreciate everybody who's on that patreon there's uh i think almost 800 of you beautiful motherfuckers out there so thanks so much for that um anything else any other any other social media you're on social media at ellie jaden at ellie jaden at ellie jaden everywhere god that's a tongue twister at ellie jaden everywhere and i have a patreon too ellie jaden also so uh, i'll put out. all of her links in the thing below so let's get into britney now if you were to say that she was a superstar you wouldn't be right and you wouldn't be wrong yeah she had a kind of in-between career where she was really really famous and she was in some big movies yeah but I don't know, it's weird. Like she had, I feel like she was on the cusp of something. Yes. But like in early, in a lot of early noughties. Cusp of a, like, a respiratory failure. Oh was turned out to be. But in, like, <laughs> but in like the late 90s to early 90s, like she was a big enough name. Yeah. Like she was a big enough name. She was in quite a few movies. She was recognizable. And I feel like she had quite a like, her career was like of a certain time period like mm. where she was really big and she had she was in certain kind of movies and she started to fall off right yeah and there's a few movies of hers that aren't popular that i really enjoy but like it's because i'm a fan that i enjoy them do you know there that you kind know. of way i know the way so it's that kind of way i feel like if you're a britney murphy fan you're a britney murphy fan you know all her stuff you're in you're in yeah Getting britney murphy tattoos on your back like full size britney <laughs> murphy face well with the, with the smoky eye and everything back like check it out that shit is only for patreon folks yeah, yeah, patreon.com yeah. Patreon, uh let's talk about young britney then britney murphy was born britney and berlotti uh, on uh, November 10th, 1977 in Atlanta, Georgia. And she moved to Los Angeles in her early teens with her single mom, Sharon Murphy. So Sharon and Britney's father, Angelo Berlotti, uh, divorced Sharon when she was just two. Uh, not no, I, See, that's I've said that wrong. Sharon wasn't just two. Britney was two. And then Angelo divorced her mother when Britney was just two. And she was raised by Sharon as a single mother in, in a place called Edison, New Jersey for about 10 years. So in 1991, then at the age of 14, Sharon acquiesced to Britney's request to follow her dreams and become an actor. And they sold up everything in New Jersey and they just moved to California at 13. Like that's crazy. That's a big supportive move from a mother who's looking at a child going to ballet classes, going to singing lessons, like being like a cute little girl. And she's like, you know what? Let's try it, man. Fuck it. Mm, I feel like a lot of those mothers, like when they're all in, they're all in with yeah. like doing it like they're willing to like, like Britney Spears mom Christina yeah kind of like mom, a stage mom type thing Mrs. Timberlake like if your kid shows any interest and you think they have any talent they're like oh yeah like Macaulay Culkin's family but but Macaulay Culkin's family like milked the, that oh, child yeah. 
until he was dry and sore. Yeah. But some don't. Some, you know, some genuinely support. Just, yeah. Like Nick Cannon's parents or John Mayer's parents are, mm. you know, they just bring you over to the thing and away you go. Like, yeah. Tell your wings. I think maybe 20 years ago, if you were a kid moving to LA, like Lindsay Lohan's parents let her go to LA at, at, a, at a young age. There was probably no restrictions. You were probably going over there, yeah. balls out. You were being like coke blowing up your arse with mm. a straw by some movie producers. And then you're 14 and your your boobs haven't even grown in yet. And you, there's lads like running a train on you on a black leather couch somewhere. And you're going like, oh, well, this is Hollywood. <laughs> like, that It's such a weird place. Like, it must be so weird to bring your kid to LA. And to like... Let them loose. Yeah, the like I feel seems. like kids have blind confidence though. So to go in there and just be like, "It's me," yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of probably easier than <laughs> being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." This is for uh, you're 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 playing a 14 year old uh, drug addict prostitute opposite Ethan Hawke. And you're like, "Oh, I thought this was Annie." Like it's not. And ironically, she did do a lot of those kind of yeah. psychological, mental movies. Yeah, she, she played had, a, she played a lot of weird roles. I think, and that put put the, the kind of public persona out there that followed her later on, where she was like on drugs and a mm. bit mental. But from the age of four, Brittany was into the performing arts, and she went to this place called the Vern Fowler School of Dance, uh, School of Dance and Theatre in uh, Colonia, New Jersey. So she was doing dance. She was dancing. She was singing. She was playing uh, piano. Like, she was talented, you know? That that Murphy girl, she's talented. She was always dancing, singing, and performing at home. She's taking part in ballet, musicals, and theater all over the place. And then after the move to California, she was cast in this TV show at, at, at 13, at 14. She was cast in this TV show called Drexel's Class, and then another TV show spinoff of a weird thing called The Torkelsons. Which what? Is, yeah, that's the name of a TV show. The Torkelsons <laughs> had a spinoff called Almost Home, never heard of either no but the Torkelsons doesn't really fall off yeah, the tongue yeah. easily it's like oh man did you see that new episode of the, the Torkelsons last night it's like, <laughs> such no. a weird name what the fuck um, <laughs> she had bit parts in loads of TV shows like Blossom Sequest DSV she played that really intelligent uh, dolphin with the, the metal head thing that was her uh, Murder One remember with that giant uh, uh, black dude no who was like Can't say I do. I'm a judge and I'm, I'm, I'm tough but I'm fair remember that guy <laughs> no he looked like he, he looked like um the bad guy from the cartoon version of Spider-Man, like the Kingpin. Oh yeah. But he was black and he's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm tough, but I'm fair. And you're like, what the fuck? And I had a white guy that looked like Kingpin as well. There's two of them How random. Like, I'm black and you're white. We're tough, but we're fair. Um so she was in Murder One. She was in Fraser. That's a pretty big one to be on, in fairness. And as a as a repeating character as yeah. well. Yeah. She's on Fraser. Crazy. She also had reoccurring parts on Sister Sessa. Never I love knew that. how much I miss her. Lisa Landry. <laughs> I loved name? Lisa. Lisa Landry was... I've seen a picture of her recently and she looks the same. Oh, yeah. Like, it's insane. It's crazy. A little bit of money will keep you preserved. Yeah. Like, and the black she was good. Crack. I, <laughs> I saw, like, uh, whenever I saw Sister Sister, I was also at the time watching the Cosby show. They're very similar, I think. I think... Th- like, sort just, of. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm that, just thinking uh, that. That and then, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. So I, I felt like... As, as a preteen, mm. that I had some kind of connection to the black community. And I've yeah. always said that on the show, you know, I do well, like feel... Like Keenan and Kel and everyone. Like, and there were so well. many programs Who like that. like our soda? But the Cosby show, now that we know what we know, mm. you know, had that drink of water over there, Shona, you feeling sleepy yet? <laughs> like it doesn't... 
<laughs> that was a weirdly good impression. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like, so I, I would look at, at mm. Sister Sister and then I look at uh, The Cosby Show and I think Lisa Landry is like the embarrassing, like, sister <laughs> I like her, of Mrs. Huxtable that no one talks about. And it's like, Tia Tamara, come on, we're going over to Dr. Huxtable's house. Lisa Landry. <laughs> Lisa Landry. Like that's it's it's mental. Uh, I always wanted her and Ray to fall in love. They as well did, didn't they? Were, uh, did that not kind of happen? <sighs> I feel like that happened. There's a few shifts and a few uh, yeah. rides. I think we're always kind of we're supposed to want them to get together because yeah. she's crazy. He's sensible. Ray was trying to always get it in, man. That's yeah, why. I think he was. That's why he's go home, Roger. I'm trying to get it into Lisa. <laughs> Um, she was also on Party of Five. Love that show. And, no, this is Brittany Murphy now. And uh, what what did you like about Party of Five? I never watched it. It was kind of like I just, a girl's I can't, show. I, I can't completely remember, but I remember really fancying one of the brothers. Yeah. And then um, Neve Campbell was on it, who's like amazing. Yeah. Love Neve Campbell. Yeah. I just loved it. I can't remember. I know I loved it. Can't I remember, remember much about it. I remember spent a lot of time in like dimly lit restaurants and stuff like that, like behind the counter. Or... Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, it's a lot of dimly lit. That was the, that was the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, six feet under and type thing, yeah. ER, those kind of party like, five was popular, like yeah, it was a big show, huge, yeah. So, um, and then also, uh, Brittany Murphy was also in Boy Meets World. Never watched it, but I know it's like really iconic. Topanga, yeah. It was uh, again, it was for the juice. <laughs> oh my they god, were, yeah. <laughs> they watched it. Didn't need to be represented. I wasn't into it either. Uh, I saw, I saw they got rebooted now, though. That's yeah, like, I think I heard that recently. B- uh, Boy Meets, not Boy Meets World, but it's. Boy Gender meets, ambiguous kid meets world. I think, yeah. <laughs> boy, boy meets girl, I think it's called now. And uh, I'm offended. Your by man that. has grown up and he's now the teacher in the school that he was in. And I'm like, <sighs> dude, you've done nothing for 20 years and then you come back to the same <laughs> job. You know, it's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, her breakout role, Brittany Murphy's breakout role was Ty in Clueless from 1995, starring alongside another almost unknown actor at the time, Alicia Silverstone. What a movie. Yeah. What movie. a movie. It's and it like... was great that Alicia Silverstone ended up like breaking out of acting and going into tires. Mm-hmm. That's where she made her millions. She was in Peep Show. Peep Show? Yeah. She Peep was. Show? She was yeah. the girlfriend in Peep yeah, Show. Yeah, she was. She was a um, Batgirl in the worst Batman. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, she had a load, load of movies. She's like really vegan. When I was vegan, I she bought her book, the vegan. and the book told me that tomatoes would give me cancer. What? Yeah, I bought. She's a she's really really vegan, and when I was vegan for two years, I bought her book as like a bible because it was meant to be like the best vegan book ever. And it was like, here's a list of things you can't eat, and it was like every red vegetable ever gives you cancer. What? Apparently, Why? yeah, it was really it was such a like super vegan book. Are like, you sure she's vegan? And she wasn't just colorblind. She's like, oh no, that <laughs> thing is gray. You shouldn't eat that thing. I don't know like, what it bitch, was. It's red. I think it's because like tomatoes are kind of acidic or something. I don't know, but it, it was weird. She's super vegan. What What do you think of Clueless? Because I know it's an iconic love it. movie. I do love Rolling it too. Rolling with the homies. <laughs> this. I, I, I remember watching it like a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe more like a coming of age movie for girls. girls. See, as a girl. Like, like Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah. Clueless. Like there was a few of those. That whole era of movies is like everything to me. But... <laughs> They were making, they were like gender typifying movies yeah. that weren't just based around romance. Like they weren't passing the Bechdel test, but they were fucking, like they were good films. They were. And that, like, I think they, like Clueless provided the basis for like a lot of female 
driven like teen movies like without clueless there would have been no mean girls yes like when you look at things like that like that things like that are popular because girls are mean right girls are mean and bitchy and it's scary being a girl and navigating your world through like school and what you have to wear and like britney murphy's character in clueless had no clue like she kind of didn't care she it was, was just... almost a story of her actual life which is like yeah finding her from way new jersey comes to los angeles mm-hmm. to find her way like you couldn't be typecast like it, it was her yeah it was her and that's why i like Brittany murphy in all her movies because like Brittany murphy was incredibly vulnerable in all her movies mm. like even though she's playing a part you could tell that she had her own shit going on. Like, yeah. there was something there. Like, in all her roles, like, it's there's a weird something. Sparkle behind the eyes. But even that, and think about Clueless. Like, Ty finding her way through the world. She kind of wanted to hang out with the skater boy, but they were like, no, be with us. Be yeah. cool. You know? And she ended up being just as cool. Yeah. For a while and taking over the place. And I'd nearly watch Clueless tonight now. When we're I know. Finished. Maybe we should watch Clueless. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that um, for roles like that, it's hard for people when they're watching something and we find out later on like how that affected Brittany Murphy's reputation but when they're watching something and they see somebody acting like that and then they can't separate themselves yeah. from the person that's it do you know what I mean like there are people who have range and this this one had proper good range like from you know funny uh, to, to super actors. serious from uh, you know like frivolous to heavy drama like mm-hmm. she was able to do it all and I think she was very much underappreciated. I definitely agree. Clueless probably isn't up there on my list, but it's like I said, without it's Clueless, there's even... no Mean Girls. There's no, there's no like all of those, the swath of those movies mm-hmm. for young women. I feel like that's probably her most like famous role for like most people. Yeah. If you say, oh, you know your girl from Clueless, like, oh yeah, yeah. But like, what the blonde one? No, no, the other yeah. one. Yeah, but like I feel that's like she thing, was, though. she was really the star of Clueless, though. Like it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, but she, it ended up being Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, though, but it's right? funny because I feel like Brittany Murphy when you look at that movie, like it was set up for her to be the starlet. Yeah, but it it's didn't the, work out that way. It's the ugly Betty, or it's the. Mm-hmm. Do you know? That was such a trend, wasn't it? In like noise movies where you get like a good looking girl, but you put glasses on her and you take them off and they're like, oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. You know, like it's like that in Clueless. I wonder how many girls went around America in the 90s with really bad eyesight, but they were just afraid to get glasses because <laughs> they thought it made you look dumb. Probably a lot. Yeah. It's quite a conceited time in movies. Like I think about all the movies that were made, like... Ah, Christ. For fellas I mean, too, you weren't yeah. even... American Pie. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not saying it's not. was literally vilifying lads for touching oh, yeah. their dicks at a time when we were just allowed by society to, to publicly it. talk about, oh yeah, everyone touches their dicks for time immemorial. Mm. Like monkeys do it in the zoo and then toss into their hand and then flick their jizz at you through the That's why I think all those movies, like the movies she was in and stuff, like a lot of those, like even American Pie, I know she wasn't in it, but like all those movies are so coming but American of Pie was for boys. Do you think that was your clueless? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was a whole set of movies that were for girls that was about like coming yeah. of age. And it wasn't about like getting it in, getting your dick wet. It was it was about like, you know, uh, finding yourself as a person and being able to navigate interpersonal relationships and mm-hmm. how you talk to people and how you present yourself to the public. And American Pie was like, I'm going to stick my dick in this cake. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh dude, she she's taking off her clothes and she's having a wank in my bed. And he runs like to the center of Blink-182, falling in 
these friends gathered to come over to the thing. Like Blink One Eighty Two are in American Pie. Where? Remember, there's a scene where they're like looking at him. Remember, there's like a thing of a video of him that went viral, and they were all like, "A oh, dude." Remember that? Oh yeah. Or oh, the video where he was streaming the sexy girl in his bed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And Nadia. there's like Blink One Eighty Two are like in one of them shots. I no, that, that's the, he runs home to the song of that as well. Well, that's why. Brilliant. There so that's go. the thing. Like they're they're. They were the, the fella stuff folks now fella things, yeah. which is just like I want to get it in, and I don't. It was know such a typical thing for that time, wasn't it? Yeah, like but the they don't do that shit no more. Yeah, it's so weird. I was only thinking about that, like the scary movie stuff and all that. Yeah, don't do that anymore. Take my good hand. Yeah, no one does that. That was so great. Yeah, Missed that. I think I think they oversaturated. There was like yeah. d- d- disaster movie. Yeah, that's when it started going bad. Yeah, yeah. But for Brittany Murphy, like Clueless was her her big role. Her big role. Uh, she was in loads after that though. Um, but I think she got overshadowed by Alicia Silverstone and that became mm-hmm. the the kind of the, the high the high watermark for her career. And she ended up being a kind of a second fiddle to a lot of these. That was the way she was girls. in a lot of movies. She was great, but she kind of let everyone else take the limelight. Is that maybe a self-deprecatory thing? Possibly. So possibly why she settled with the man that she ended up being married to and dying yeah. with. I think she just liked acting. Mm. I don't think she actually. I don't think she cared too much about the fame. She got a few bob. Yeah, she did. She wasn't looking for top billing. She was just like, I'm happy. Living her life, doing what she liked. Yeah. Well, she starred in uh, Freeway with Reese Witherspoon, which was another Brittany Murphy uh, vehicle that she ended up getting overshadowed by. A yet to be another legally, blonde woman. A yet to be legally blonde Reese Witherspoon, yeah. and then the next movie for Reese, or maybe the movie after, was legally was blonde. legally blonde, and she just got. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always like she never quite got yeah. that like, big thing, you know. Then yeah. again, in Girl Interrupted, she, she was she was top billing with Winona Ryder and mm-hmm. uh, a, a fairly fresh Angelina Jolie. She yeah. hadn't been in many Angelina Jolie was in Gaia. She was in a couple of others, but at this stage. And they gave her this role, and it was that a, was heavy. It was a supporting role. Yeah, Girl Interrupted is rough. It is rough. Um, and her storyline was rough. Rough. Really she was rough. a she was a a girl suffering from a, a an eating disorder, molested by her dad. Yeah, who bought her food to shut her up. Dum dum dum. Yeah, dum, and dum, she dum. like used to keep drugs in her teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. That was what happened. It was a great role, and she was so like. When you look at her in that movie, like, it's actually, you forget, like, you were saying before, like, how it's hard to separate people from the character. Yes. In that movie, I don't even see Brittany Murphy. I think she typified herself for a lot of people who were like, oh, that's the girl that plays crazy people. And similar to Winona Ryder, yeah. who ended up playing those, like, weird, gothy, like, mm-hmm. oddball, socially awkward, very strange that actually, when women. you say that, that And is then when you're like, Winona Ryder was stealing clothes from a shop, and everyone was like, yeah. but that's what she does. You're like... No, dude, she needs help. There's something going on. And that's why I think Brittany Murphy, it's so funny to look at her starting Clueless, but then all the roles after that nearly are quite dark. Dark, yeah. Like it's, she's, she's good at doing that kind of thing. Psychologically disturbed, mm-hmm. drug addled. Which is why I always say, I'm going to say it sexually, again. Sexually promiscuous. She should have been Harley Quinn. Dark Knight Harley Ch- Quinn. Chalk it down. I'm telling you, Google that. Google Brittany Murphy Harley Quinn and you will come across amazing fan art of her and Heat Ledger and I am like, why didn't this happen? I'm so upset. It would have been amazing. Dark Knight. She'd be the best kind of crazy. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan Harley mm-hmm. Quinn type shit. Like, that mm-hmm. would have been... I, I, I'll i go to my grave upset about that. Let's not lament too hard. I don't want you to cry on camera for that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, for Girl Interrupted, Winona Ryder got nominated and Angelina Jolie, Jolie yeah. won an Oscar for Best Sporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Like, supporting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was supposed to be Brittany Murphy's joint. I don't know. If, was Brittany ever nominated for anything? I actually don't know. No. 
That's sad. Yeah, it's shit, man. But Angelina, Angelina Jolie won that Oscar and that cemented her career as a dramatic actress. And she went on to be in massive, massive movies after yeah. after Girl Interrupted. Uh, she was also in Drop Dead Gorgeous alongside Kirsten Dunst. Again, overshadowed yes. by Kirsten Dunst. I who actually ended forgot up, she was in that movie, you know you say yeah, it. Who ended up going on then after that to do the virgin suicides mm-hmm. and and got her star and role like kirsten dunst became a hollywood icon yeah after, uh, after and she's kind of similar she does kind of heavy like suicide type mental health yeah. stuff like she kind of then she similar. lightened up a little bit with the first playing uh, mary jane this yeah. first spider-man uh, uh seri- like series she did another one called melancholia or melancholia yeah, yeah never like, seen it some of those virgin suicides and all that stuff. Love and then virgin suicides. She's in uh, Eternal, Eternal. No, is it Eternal Sunshine as uh, well? Oh yeah, she does the rig that yeah, helps him go to sleep. Some weird little character. Like she's mm. an odd bitch. Like this yeah, one she is, is weird. She's mad. She is odd. Um, and then she's uh, <laughs> she was in that movie as well with Amy Adams and Denise Richards, two two young and up and comers in the mid to late nineties. Like that's a hard, that's a hard cast to go up against if you're mm-hmm. just like some girl from New Jersey. Yeah. You know? She did great though. Like in fairness, her career, like she was steady. But like you said, yeah. she never had that big one. And I feel like she would have. Probably her biggest role is is I think her her most unrecognized. She played Luann in King of the Hill. Yes. For the entire run of the season. That's that's the shit that bought her house. Yeah. Her I'd mi- say her that million, was her biggest million, million like dollars said, yeah. mansion. Like <laughs> she was the voice of, of Luann. Mm-hmm. So well acted. If you've ever watched yeah. King of the Hill, like some of that stuff is like Hey, Bobby, where get the protein? <laughs> like, like that. That stuff is is mm-hmm. funny, and there's little bits like like she was great. It's darkly funny, but like some of the stuff with the granddad, some of the stuff Luann's thing, like mm. but some of Bobby's storylines, like King of the Hill was grim and dark. It was, too, yeah, but hilarious. And, and she's she good did that comedy. So well. The thing about Britney as well is like so that well. King, like you said, most unrecognized, if not pop, most popular role. But like she had such range. Like she was yeah. good at serious, and her comedy. It was great. She did. Whopper. She had such good comedy. Like, I don't know. I'm just so sad that she was so underappreciated. I think the fact that her her biggest role was largely unrecognized as her mm-hmm. is te- that's tip of, that's typical of her career. Like, I wonder though, is that like a blessing and a curse? Because if you like are a really big voice, like if you were like on King of the Hill, and people know you, but not really, so you can kind of live somewhat of a normal life. Yeah. But she had a weird fame where she was famous. But like not, not getting the recognition. Yeah, yeah it was such annoying. a. I don't know. Yeah, it's a mad story. Like her whole life, even just reading through this, I'm just like, God, you forget all the great things she was in. Sometimes until Absolutely. someone points it out to you. Well, this is just the '90s. Yeah, in the 2000s. Then they were they were a little bit kinder and giving her these leading roles, but uh, she still couldn't get that breakout hit. She was in "Don't Say a Word" with Michael Douglas, Amazing. which is fucking unreal. That's where all the Harley Quinn edits come from, yeah. by the way, because she's all in an asylum and shit, rolling so, like, around in the bed, being great. Like, You'll never great. know. Great like, movie, so underrated. So underrated. Such a good. And Michael film. Douglas is a mad content. It's like that. a good suspenseful thriller. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, a lot of. Uh, like crazy bed hair a lot mm-hmm. of like smudgy eye makeup a lot of rocking back and rocking forth back with and weird forth. hands and she played mental illness so well and yeah. so convincingly that i think after she died people were like oh yeah it must have been from all the mental illness and you're mm-hmm. like they were movies yeah she wasn't actually sick like that way mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's a good actress she was that everyone yeah. thought that, that was her life i think you are a good actor when it is hard to separate you i think because mm. 
you've convinced people of the roles so much so i'm not i'm not in a daniel day lewis sort of way where you actually lived the thing <laughs> and then you had to go off and be a cobbler in italy for a few years to <laughs> shake the character off like that's what he had to do Smart. val kilmer ended up having to go to therapy to get rid of the jim morrison persona from the doors in 1991 but like Brittany murphy just go in and be a mental patient mm-hmm. for like a day and then go out and go okay who's going for drinks guys like it'd be like, totally fine then i do think all actors are slightly mental oh yeah because you have to be to get so into that like even they said about Heath Ledger like that he never turned off the character and like just other things where you just have to stay in that so like I feel like even if you dip your toe in, into that pool like she did I don't know if she was always the character on set or whatever mm. I don't know like there's very little information about very her as an actor little. that's what's weird like you always hear these set stories but like never hear anything about Brittany Murphy it's it's weird but you have to kind there of go so, yeah it's conspiracy but maybe you have to go a little bit crazy to play those kind of roles like Angelina Jolie even in Girl Interrupted I think it would be a little bit crazy to create anything like YouTube and podcasting too (laughs) here we are (laughs) like to be honest we're here in a room talking to ourselves talking to each other but also to ourselves yeah knowing that people will listen to it at some point in the future but hopefully (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah yeah I got you any kind of creative thing you kind of have to be a bit a bit touched yeah and not in the Harvey Weinstein way. <laughs> she was in, yeah, she was in uh, Don't Say a Word. Cracker. You got to watch that shit. 10 I'm gonna, out of 10. I'm going to leave links, IMDb or Tracked TV links for all of these movies that she was in so you can have a look at them yourselves. Mwah. Like, mm-hmm. d- d- there's not like a Britney Murphy movie, you know? No. Uh, she was also in 8 Mile, which was a great performance in an okay movie. Like yeah, weird. Yeah. Good. She's the only new, reason I watched that movie. Exactly. When it was new, <laughs> it, I was like, mom, spaghetti, you know, like mm-hmm. you're, you're watching that shit at the time and Eminem was huge and you're like, this is cool. It's kind of autobiographical, but it's also not. Mm, I like this. Eminem's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And then like it didn't age well. Yeah. But her performance in it. And their chemistry was very good in that very movie. Good. Like that's a funny thing. Like that was his first movie and like she was big for the time of, yeah. for that movie, especially. And her in it, I was like, mm, it's gonna be weird. But when I seen it, I was like, oh, pretty good. Oh, you're surprised she was cast? Yeah. I was like, wh- I was why she would did she it. do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she know? was quite, she was in Oscar winning movies. I think it was, it was like, a, it could have been an opportunity for a fresh young starlet to make her name. Yeah. Maybe she was like, finally a role where I'm not like completely, I know she supported him, but like she was quite a big character yeah. in the movie. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like she was a big character in the movie. Yeah, big time. Uh, she was also in uh, Uptown Girls with Love Dakota it. Fanning. One of my faves. I've never seen it, <gasps> but everything that so I've read hot. online, Dakota so Fanning good. totally upstages her. No. I tried to buy that dress that she wore in that movie, the 21st birthday dress. They tried, they sold it on eBay. Someone had it and like, I don't know if it was like a movie prop or something, but they were trying to sell it on eBay and it didn't, it didn't even sell for like loads of money. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't want that. It was only called it a couple of hundred dollars. I wouldn't, I, don't, I can't remember it. I'd say it sold for a couple of thousand, but like for what it was if you're a, if you're a big fan like it's a pretty great prop like you know the you know the dress i'm talking about I, i've watched the clips from up to a girl like the, the the trailer or whatever and she's she's like dakota fanning's babysitter and they mm-hmm. form a she's like a free spirit and dakota fanning is like an ocd germaphobe rich kid who hates her because she's such a free spirit and she's all like, like seven or eight and that's a and even, murphy's like oh it's totally cool man it's fine that movie's great because it's such a interesting dynamic in the fact that she's the young carefree older person and dakota fanning is the young high strung and they both teach each other she's like grow up be an adult and she's like have have fun be a kid yeah and they're having this like dynamic and there's a really good scene in that movie that i won't ruin for you where they're in like it's like a it's not a teacup 
it's one of those things that you twist uh and you go around in circles and at the fair yeah and that's deep oh and the, the quarter finally gets sick in the bin yeah and then boxes the head off britney murphy <laughs> yeah but it's like a deep moment yeah They're like i like even though like that's like a naughty kind of girl chick flick movie like she still always had an element of something meaningful um, she wouldn't take on the project unless it meant something. Exactly. And there's a movie she did. And no, I don't know anyone else who's ever watched this movie. And it's called R- Ramen Girl. Oh, yeah. Ramen Girl. Did you yeah. watch it? 2007, 2006. Maybe no. Did you watch it? No. I really love that. I watched that movie. Like when I've seen, I, I've seen the list of all of these movies. She's in like 40 movies, mm, man. I never. But no one knows that movie. some of the ones towards the end <laughs> ended up being like straight to DVD jobs. Yeah. And Ramen Girl was one of them. Well, Ramen Girl, I remember. I have that on DVD. There's and another when one I'm, called Noodle Girl. Did you? And there's another one called like Wonton Girl. <laughs> cultural appropriation yeah. <laughs> but like I remember your lunchtime is not your culture is not my lunchtime actually time. cultural appropriation would be a big thing for ramen girl if people watched it they'd be like no oh yeah yeah because like it's basically about her being in Japan and she sees this ramen shop she has a really bad fight with her boyfriend she's at ramen shop and she goes over and the food's comforting and she's like I want to make ramen so she tries to get like lessons from this really like kind of angry Japanese guy also, it's like uh, the Karate Kid. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like a ramen. Karate, yeah, a ramen Karate Kid. That's literally what it is. <laughs> That's literally what it is. And like, I don't know what it is about that movie, but when I'm sad, I put that movie on and I'm so comforted. Yeah. It does something for me. I don't know what it is. It's Eating like, ramen, watching the ramen girl. It makes me really want ramen, so just prepare yourself. Yeah, I'm starving now, I guess. <laughs> uh, she's also then uh, <laughs> in... Uh, in a movie that got commercial success, if a bit schmaltzy, maybe not to her usual high drama standard, but it definitely uh, tickled her 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 funny bone. Um, just married with Ashton. Oh Kutcher. my god, I love that movie so I, much. I've seen it. I'm like, yeah. It's I wore that fine. like DVD out. Like, right. I was obsessed. Right. That was like my big thing. Like, I was obsessed with that movie. Murphy, I could quote man. it word for word. Oh shit! And it's so funny. Like, and that, but there was seemed like it was a load of those like odd couple type movies. movies coming out like 2004 and five. I feel like that movie shows her comedic ability. Yeah. Like, other than King of the Hill, Just Married shows her really able to be funny. And just to be so likable. Mm. And it's so good. And the dynamic between her and Ashton Kutcher, like, I was furious when he got with Demi Moore. Yeah. I'm like, why not, Brittany? You're a perfect together. Maybe she was a bit mental. Probably. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, probably. At the time. She's probably an intense girlfriend. Yeah. But, like... But she seemed to fall in love with anybody she was opposite in a movie. In she a went movie, out with yeah. Eminem for a while. Is that gonna, true, though? Yeah, she said that in, in, in Did interviews. she really? She said in interviews, yeah, on, ah. on Letterman and all. I never knew if that was true. She didn't admit to be like, yes, his penis went in my <laughs> vagina. But she was like, yeah, we, I mean, for you know, we were together for a minute. Like, you know, a minute's all it takes. I say that happens, though. Like, if you're filming a movie with someone for months. Of course. Like, it's easy you're to hanging out. There's, like, movies are mostly waiting around. Yeah. So you're just So you're just chilling, people. chatting, having the crack. And I think that's looking what, into each other's eyes, practicing shifting scenes and all. I really, you always get the vibe from Brittany Murphy too. Like even in her comedic roles, she just wants to be loved. Yeah, that's a vibe I always got from it's her. A need, I want. Um, so she's in uh, a lot of other stuff. Then she's in. Uh, she plays a hooker with a heart of gold in Sin City. Shelley. Uh, pretty rough role. She's on the ground like, you fucking move and I cut off your little pecker. Like this kind of stuff. Like she's 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 decent, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was starting to get critical acclaim for her comedic timing and dramatic acting ability for these for these movies. Uh, looking at Roger Ebert, like it was like, ah, oh, yeah, this bitch is where. 
And then after a while, he was like, whoa, girl's got skills. Mm-hmm. And it changed, you know, the, the, the time was starting to flip on her. Uh, she did Spun in 2002, which I love those kind is of movies. brilliant. She plays, it's about, she it's plays about that role. Met. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like Crash or it's like uh, Go. If you ever watched those mm-hmm. movies that came out around that time? Uh, I think Go was 1999. God, Go was great, wasn't it? Great movie. <laughs> I missed that movie. And there's loads of those kind of films that just have one word titles that's nothing about the movie mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't even know what this is about and look up the trailer for spawn it's like spawn wild. is fucking crazy it has like jason schwartzman it's loads of people in it and it's like an intense movie she is crazy in that movie she's great crazy like untenably mentally mm-hmm. insane I want and everyone to go through her biography and just be like, mm. damn, Brittany. Um, she did, like Spun showed her her full range from like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, all, all the emotions. Uh, she played a crackhead and uh, it just like really got into it. Mm-hmm. And so much so that people thought, oh yeah, man, she's mad on crack. And that was the rumor that went around. We'll find out in a second after she dies. Like everyone's like, yeah, she died from drugs. Uh, she also had a great singing voice and sang on some contemporary records like songs for Paul Oakenfold. Uh, she had her whole, whole musical career. And in 2006, she starred as Gloria in the musical ana- uh, animation uh, Happy Feet. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. That was actually quite a big movie a at the time. Huge movie. Happy Feet was massive. And she sang a the, song on it, didn't she? She sang her own and she sang in chorus as well. I've never and seen it, to be honest, but... You never seen Happy Feet? No, I never seen it. Oh, that's one to watch after Ramen Girl. Oh God, that's really good. <laughs> I'll definitely be crying. <laughs> it's about it's about the, the the penguins like that. That's how they get yeah. their mate. They sing Aww. songs. So he, I have of, seen clips of her like as I will watch and she's on like, but I have never seen that. But I watched I've watched clips of her singing in the studio. Yeah, doing the songs. Oh, it's good, man. Happy Feet is a great little jape. Uh, I think I did. Where you to find your, you know, the penguins made for life. So you mm-hmm. have to sing a song, and then the other person's like, "Hey, I like that song," and then they sing theirs, and you sing yours together, and then the, the, the little dance. Sounds so heartwarming, even so just talking about. It. So there's one guy who can't, he can't sing, so Aww. he can't find love, and he, he's only able to dance. But when he dances, he's all like Fred Astaire, like. <laughs> so Gloria's all like, you know, singing her, singing her thing, and then he's like, "Oh, I fancy you," and he can't sing, and they're all like, "Ugh," but he's like, um. And he Aww. starts dancing to her song and then they fall in love. How cute. But, but with the Happy Feet sequel, because there was rumors of her doing drugs for no reason, uh, they cut her out of it. So she wasn't allowed to be in the sequel of it. How fucking annoying is but that? From rumors that are absolutely baseless, that she didn't do any drugs, which you think she would do, but she wasn't doing. Uh, they were just like, no, nah, she's on coke. There's a bad, there's bad juju around Britney Murphy. And yeah, like... Lindsay Lohan was still being hired and like not yeah. showing up and shit. <laughs> they were blowing coke up her arse with a fucking leaf blower. Like it's crazy. I never knew that, but Happy Feet too. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a Axed. sequel. There was Happy Feet too. Yeah, probably didn't give a shit because Britney wasn't in it. Happy Feet, Happy Feet too. The extra toe. It was oh pretty. No, it's not the name, but it's pretty. You should watch. You should watch the first one. It's a good little. If you have little I cousins or something it. like that, I don't need little cousins. I'll watch that. I love Pixar <laughs> and just, all that kind of thing. I'm just trying to give you an out. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know, at this time she was like, just before that she was losing, uh, losing out on roles. Like in the 2008 movie Tinkerbell, she lost out. Uh, she also. The Jan- lost out the Janice Joplin biopic. Oh my she was god! Supposed to star in that. Yeah, there's there's clips of her doing the doing the under the light thing, like singing singing really? some Big Brother. Oh, I need to see that. And the Holden Company. I'd love to music. see her audition tapes. It, it, there is a full audition tape on YouTube of the whole <gasps> thing, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, send What's that to that? me." She's singing the songs, Janice Joplin songs. Is she good? But because of um, 
just brilliant but oh because God. of copyright stuff that they couldn't do it and in 30 Rock they made a joke about it because they were making this biopic and they had loads of actresses to play it mm. and the blondie one uh, Jane Krasinski from uh, 30 Rock who played Jenna yeah she was also doing the Janice Joplin it's kind of like a Bob Dylan thing did they do a Bob Dylan one like that where they had like loads of people playing him no this is a thing where Jane Krasinski as as Jenna in 30 Rock wanted to be <laughs> wanted to make her own Janice Joplin biopic oh okay and she called it because of copyright issues making fun of the thing that was actually happening in real mm. life and she had to call hers like the, the life of Janie Jimplin <laughs> And she was going around like, hey, man, with the with the circles and all the circly glasses and everything. Um, that could have been the movie that would have made Britney oh, really big uh, if she got that's it. That's an Oscar winner. Like, yeah, it's, it would have been. And they still haven't done a Janice um, biopic really yet, like a proper one. They're talking about doing a Jimi Hendrix one and it was supposed to be uh, Donald Glover playing Jimmy. Oh, that'd like, be cool, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, loads of fucking like, uh, icons that haven't had their biopic yet. So I she, never she knew lo- that. Yeah, she lost out to that one. But there is a, an audition tip you can look at online. And she was also dropped from a major role in the new Expendables movie in the first one, which would have been huge because that was huge. Mm-hmm. She um, liked the girl that Sylvester Stallone was yeah. like hanging out with. Okay. So she lost out, man, on all of these ones. And rumors of drugs, eating disorders... All this kind of like bad She behavior. did lose a lot of weight randomly though. Do you not remember but, that? But randomly or... Well, not randomly, like but you know. Careerly. Yeah. Is that it's a, probably is that more a of a like, I'm in Hollywood, I have to lose weight. Yeah, when everyone's saying to you, come here, do you know the way you're kind of a little bit of a chubster in... Um, Clueless. In Clueless. Like you look normal. Mm. We can't look normal around here. Some people also said that she was so aware of her image and how her body worked that being thinner makes you look taller. So if you have like super thin arms when they're taking pictures of you on the red carpet, they have to like duck mm. down a little bit to get you in the right frame, which boosts you up. But if you if you have like arms and leg, you're putting your leg out. And if you have like little dumpy legs that you look shorter in pictures next to other people. So she'd usually get out on her own, away from anyone else. And she'd suck her cheeks. That was quite a thing. 90s thing too. Like I know that a lot of her career yeah. was nice. But there's even a photograph of her after Girl Interrupted with Winona and Angelina Jolie. It's like, not fa- it's kind of a famous photo, I guess, if you're a fan. But like... They have all- arms around each other and all I think that. so, yeah. And they're all kind of together, just like being pals. But like, they're all so ridiculously thin. Yeah. Like when you actually look at it, you're Sick. like, yeah, you're like, Jesus. Like, what? You know, even in the movie, so they were like Angelina that. look at Angelina Jolie now. She's like, very thin. But she had, a lot, she had a lot of health issues though. Yeah, but at the same time also, I'd say some of that was psychological too oh yeah totally she's got some sort of eating disorder oh yeah i wouldn't been, doubt that yeah you know um, but it's, it's very hard to be in hollywood and not have any eating disorder oh man it's hard to be anywhere and try and look at yourself and go like yep i'm totally happy with that yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. we said having a head shauna speaks check it out <laughs> um yeah so uh she was she was all these rumors about eating disorders and all this kind of stuff and they were just making shit up man tmz were just flicking themselves off to any little thing that britney murphy would, would do or say and uh they were starting to you know she was starting to pick up like large studios were starting to pick up like disney and universal we're kind of getting on these news stories going like shit man there's fucking too many rumors of drugs whether they're real or not uh we're gonna have to take her off these lists uh you know she wasn't getting her options for the movies they were taking her off stuff going like sorry britney man you got too much bad press around you man you have to be less crazy and and she's like motherfucker i play crazy in the movies mm. that's why people think i'm I'm so good that people think i'm like this in real life i find it funny though because like that was the time of the like lindsay lohan like yeah. lindsay lohan would have started going on her spiral not long after that and then but like, in public she wasn't like that she was yeah. she was crazy in public yeah. and shit on the screen true do you know 
uh, she was a good girl on the screen. Bad girl in real life. And a bad girl in mm. real life. The other way They're around. Kind of opposite, yeah. Yeah. And people love to watch a disaster. They love yeah. to watch a car crash. That's true. Do you know? Uh, you didn't see any pictures of Brittany Murphy falling out of a nightclub. No, she was very. Re- I'd say she was quite. Rec- I'd say she was a mad recluse. Yeah. From what I can gather, like she. That's was what she was. She used to go to her Hollywood Hills house. Never leave it. And just stay there, mm. reading, playing music. Now the funny thing is, people would go on and say, uh, "Yeah, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't hire Brittany Murphy because she's on drugs." She actually couldn't do drugs. She had a heart condition from a very young age. Uh, that meant even a small amount of cocaine or other stimulants would more than likely uh, kill her or lead to complications in her arrhythmia well funnily enough when i was watching the lifetime documentary according to the post post-mortem they did on her after she died they said that the heart murmur wasn't was a lie her mother claimed that it was true yeah but then in the post-mortem they said like it didn't seem like she had anything wrong with her heart well now so that was a weird thing and that's why i was like hmm conspiracy maybe, maybe she was doing drugs so yeah that was a weird thing because they mm. were she was trying to say like oh the reason why i have to take this is for that yada yada there you go well Brittany would fall for the man she starred alongside in all these films she starred alongside uh, Ashton Kutcher Eminem and you know not to her fault or anything like they're, they're spending a lot of time together and the fact that she was linked with these men and then she started changing her image especially since 8 Mile mm. which a lot of people saw and they saw her playing like this bad girl who didn't really give a fuck and she was like cheating on lads and doing drugs and she changed her hair from brown to blonde and kind of put on that dirty makeup and became this kind of slutty like sewer rat kind of chick she's kind of grungy wasn't grungy. she she's kind of grunge icon if you yeah. will like fashion icon and people people jumped on that they mm-hmm. were like this is the way she is in real life losing loads of weight this eating disorder thing like Hollywood is hard oh yeah why Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you just lay her off with losing a few pounds look at like you know Renee Zellweger God, yeah, I didn't even recognize her in that picture that time Fuck when it came man. out. I was like, who's that? <laughs> like, when she got her eyes done and Yeah, all her face, because she used to have quite a distinct puffy cheek thing going Puff on. cheeks. Yeah, and then it was just completely gone. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't even look like you anymore. No, the eyes completely changed. Yeah. But she was also like, you know, a little bit, a little bit uh, kind of chubbier in, in Bridget Jones. Yeah because they forced her to put on weight because she'd look more like a, a normal English person. woman. Yeah. They said like, oh yeah, you need to, you need to, chub up a bit i never knew that yeah that they made her do that so like britney murphy was obviously paying people who were drug addled who were so she in had to be mental asylums. Like it weirdly didn't, it didn't hurt do you yeah know? it didn't hurt for her to get that way she wasn't playing like the sexy voluptuous uh, love interest in any of these movies she was playing like the crazy girlfriend who fucking cook your pet or whatever mm, psychologically disturbed mm. i think lady. i think that that definitely fed into the the tale of what happened uh, as she died and we talk about that in a sec uh, Brittany was she was herself personally beginning to, uh, to become disillusioned with Hollywood and, and it's known that like we said she'd often retreat up to her mansion in the Hollywood Hills hide away from the hustle and bustle say not to no one read books uh, another reason why she wasn't out partying is because she was at home taking care of her mother who had neuropathy from surviving breast cancer and the treatment so she had like nerve damage like the startings of you know uh, uh, nervous conditions like uh, uh, ALS or something like her dynamic where her mother was weird they were very dependent on one another I think she was so dependent on her mother and she was so dependent on Brittany that Brittany literally just stayed at home had to stay at home yeah like it was Was forced to stay at home and then she ended up getting married to uh, this English man called Simon Monjack who himself was also very ill and he had been suffering from seizures and 
after uh, after she met him, he recently suffered a heart attack. Yeah. Like she got with him and then he suffered a heart attack. She's like, bollocks. And Maybe that's one married. of the reasons why her career never took off. She was so busy. Just mining people. Mining everyone else. Yeah. And she had a big mansion. She was she was the primary caregiver and her career wasn't developing the way she'd imagined. And then like obviously his constant tread of seizures made it difficult for her to accept work. And like it meant time away from home then. Mm. So if you took on a job, you could be away four or five months filming. That means your neuro neuropathic mother and your seizure ridden heart attack husband slash boyfriend are on their own in your big 3.6 million million dollar mansion yeah it's Um, a lot of stress you think kind of makes sense when you think about how thin she was like the stress she must have been under yeah as well same time with that yeah it's fucked man so britney like from her her last interview she was making shapes to get out of la and she wanted to get out of that house so she bought this house six years before she died from britney spears and justin timberlake if you believe it random rando they bought that together and then sold it to her and she thought it was bad luck now it had loads of building code violations and loads of stuff wrong with it uh, including possibly some poisonous mold that, that, that was something that came up in the documentary yeah. that i watched big time yeah it could have been one of the reasons she croaked it but she just thought but britney thought it was just bad luck and uh, she was often talking in public of, of plans to move to new york uh and said in 2010 she wants to mo- be living in new york with her husband simon and she wanted to start a family have a baby and do all that like lord of mercy she died in t- so very sad. late 2009 uh, the house was almost cursed uh the electricity was going out the whole time and they couldn't have any candles or they couldn't have any incandescent flames. They couldn't light any fires. The heat wouldn't work. The reason they couldn't light any fires is because of this oxygen, this pure oxygen machine that Simon Monjack needed the whole time because uh, it was like for sleep apnea. So Such a weird thing to live in a house that's so like crap, but you're like in a mansion. It's a mi- multi-million dollar mansion that had heat and broke, the electricity broke. So every night in that house was lived by torchlight, by electric torchlight. So weird. With no heating on. So weird like it does kind of feel like the house is cursed that's like living it's like living in the saw house so you have to go down with the like lamps on your head you couldn't enjoy having like ambient lighting on and you could decorate the shit out of it but for half the day you couldn't see the fucking place it's crazy like that's really like that must be just disheartening yeah you're just like fuck this yeah all this money i can't even i can't even get a a house and at any moment you're massively overweight uh, you know seizure ridden husband Mm. could just like fall down in the dark and start having a fit yeah. it all makes sense when you actually consider her life and like what she was dealing with like in a way mm. it makes sense why she was the way she was in a way she was dependent i think she was dependent on them too they were comfort comfortable for her to be around mm. you know yeah she was a bit of a disaster and so was he mm. i'm sure very... i'm sure he we'll talk about him in a second i'm sure he was i guess he benefited more than she did let's yeah say. you know good for him and his profile so here we go to the debt right lord of mercy on December 20th, 2009, the LA Fire Department came to the Monjack home where both Brittany and Simon lived and uh, they found that she collapsed in the bathroom. Now, her mother had made a frantic 911 call and it's harrowing and quite I've confusing. I've heard that phone call. Have you heard it Have all? you heard it? Yeah, and it's I odd. I was bawling listening to that. It's odd. <laughs> like, loads of people in the comments were like talking should I, about Should I put it in the show? I'll find it and slap yeah. it in here, will I? It's horrible. I'm just warning you guys. It's like really depressing. Okay, I hadn't planned on this, but we're going to just drop it in here to the show so you can listen to it. You listen to it right now. Fire Department 97, what's the address of the emergency? 1895 Rising Glen Road. What's the phone number you're calling from? Three. Tell me exactly what happened. Oh, somebody's passed out. Somebody what? Oh, somebody's, my daughter's passed out. She's, she's, they're doing mouth to mouth. Please get oh, here. Oh, okay, Please. okay. All right, we're going to. How old is your daughter? 
daughter. Six thirty, please help. Six thirty. Can you feel or hear any breathing? Can you feel or hear any breathing? <laughs> Can you feel or hear any breathing? <laughs> yes or no, ma'am? Hello? 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 Just a minute, please. It just takes a, a second. Can you feel or hear any breathing? Can you hear anything, Simon? Yes or no? Yes or no? No. Okay, all right. Listen to me carefully. I'm going to tell you how to do compressions, okay? okay. Brittany, please come back. <laughs> Ma'am? Ma'am? What? Is he still pumping on her chest? Yes. Okay, he needs to continue, okay? He is. Did, did, you, did anybody see what happened? <laughs> Ma'am? Ma'am? Did anybody see what happened? She was dizzy. She couldn't walk right. She's had a cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is she taking any kind of medications at all? What? Is she no, taking no, no medications, no. nothing? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It, it? it really upset me. It's just such a weird... I hate... Like, 911 <sighs> phone calls. Like, I mm. always wonder, how does that get out there? At the at the start, it she called in. There. She called in and was like, hello, hello? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was weird. Hello, what the fuck? And then at the yeah. end, she's like, oh my God. Okay, is that it? And then yeah, like she's like, is there somebody compressing? I'm going to yeah. teach you how to do compressions. And she's like, oh, forget about it. It's too late. It's such a weird, like, like, when you listen to it first, when I first listened to it, I was obviously just noticeably like upset. Shocked, yeah. yeah, obviously. And then when I thought about it and I read the comments, people were like, that's weird. And it I was like, weird. and I was listening to it back and I was like, yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, you know, when you actually hear like, if that were you, you could imagine that you'd be oh my god hello oh my god you'd be like freaking out I've rang, rang 999 like and you, you don't know what <laughs> would you believe this shit one valentine's day I was walking across O'Connell Bridge and I saw a fella walking opposite me and the place was packed mm. like five abreast on the street jammed and I was going down buying a little thing for Claire for valentine's day I was just about to go home it's like 10 to 5 in the afternoon maybe half 4 and it was this guy Next to a stand, you know the stand that sells the badges and t-shirts on yeah, the yeah. bridge? And he just put his hand on the wall and threw his leg over the wall and he sat on the top of the bridge. Fuck. And he just breathed in and then and then just leaned over and pushed himself off into the river. Stop. And I looked around and everyone does mad hustle and bustle. No like loads of people, And nobody noticed. Fuck. Nobody noticed, right? And I went, oh shit. And I took out my phone and I started ringing and I rang like, Oh, nine nine nine. Yeah. And I rang and I was like, Hello, emergency services. And I'm like, How's it going? Come here, listen, I'm on O'Connor Bridge, there's a fellow after jumping over and he's gone into the river. Now I'm at O'Connor Bridge at the thing blah, 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 blah. and I for about forty seconds she went, Okay, what do you need? Police, fire, <laughs> ambulance. And I'm like, uh, whichever one of these motherfuckers yeah. is gonna come and take him out of the river. How about send one of them? Yeah. So they sent the police and the fire brigade. Fuck. And uh, they pulled him out alive, like maybe And how long was it between yards. when you were called and when they came? Like three minutes. I rang the police in Ma- from like enough to die Ireland to Manchester for someone who was suicidal. Wow, that was fucking scary because they were like, "Uh, why are you calling from Ireland?" I was like, "My friend." <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it was, and like I was on edge because I didn't know what was happening or if if it would make a difference. Yeah, I was like, "Oh fuck, have I done the right thing?" I don't know. Like, it's weird. Yeah, you don't know what but, to do. But to be the only person, and then. When they, they, I walked around to try and find, like, did they pull him out? Was he still alive or whatever? And then as I got back up to the bridge, there was one other girl who saw him from the other side of the bridge. Mm. And and she saw me, like, and I'm like, bleh, yeah. freaking out on Valentine's Day. 
on the bridge, like, like waving my arms. And everyone was like, that, this guy's crazy. And I was like, some conscious jumped in the People don't give a shit. I saw a man flat on his face in the, on O'Connell Street. And it was the middle of the night. And it was O'Connell like, Street is like the main street yeah. in Dublin, by the way. And he was like an old man and he was on his like front. And I was like, this man has had a heart attack and everyone's just fucking walking by him. And I was I, thinking that maybe I, he's just a drunk. Or yeah. Something. And I was with my friend and I was like, I stopped and everyone kept walking. And I was like, oh my God. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to go over to him like or touch him or whatever. And I took out my phone. I started ringing the police. And she's like, why are you ringing the police? I was like, there's a man on the street he, mm. like what if that was you or me like or your father or anyone and like I, I started calling them but as i was calling them the police drove by and they stopped but i was like no one gave a shit yeah that's what happens these days but when that happens to you i think our point is you're frantic yeah frantic you're like blah, 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 blah. you're like a million miles i didn't a minute. know what to do this one this sharon seemed upset yeah you know justifiably but then like very calm very quickly as if it was a put on it was weird so it's, it's a strange thing and that, that yeah. adds to the conspiracy for sure well big time big time so there was attempts then to resuscitate her but she was she was gone for too long and she died after going into cardiac arrest and uh, was pronounced dead there as the coroner said that the death seemed to be of natural causes and rumors of drug abuse abound in the media they were like Brittany, Brittany murphy's dead oh yes probably drugs Apparently, she never did drugs. The one thing I heard, I remember when she died, now that I think about it, pneumonia, pneumonia. was like the thing they kept saying. And I'm like, I feel like that's what they say when they don't know what to say. They're like, yeah. pneumonia. She died from um, lack of breath. Yeah. You know, what the fuck do you say? Just, but the drug abuse rumor persisted, even without without any evidence, like just zero evidence of this. She the, died in the shower, isn't that correct? She fell over in the bathroom, yeah. yeah. And uh, the autopsy officially shows the death to be pneumonia with secondary factors of an iron deficiency and anemia along with multiple prescription drugs in her system now as the autopsies went on and on that was the first one uh, a report later was released that showed britney was on a range of over-the-counter medications along with some heavier prescriptions as well but all were taken uh, by her in an effort to cure a persistent cold that she was suffering from so she had the symptoms of a cold, mm. you know, sniffles, brutal cough, a lot, lot, lot of sickness, a lot of fever. And all the drugs that she were on were legal and they include hydrocodone, which is for pain relief, uh, acetaminophen, which is paracetamol known as APAP for pain and fever, L-methamphetamine, which is a nasal decongestion. So it was like a you spray it up your nose and it kind of tightens up your 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 snot box and then uh, chlorphenamine which is an antihistamine for rhinitis so she had like uh, like a consistent you know snotty nose um i mean the pain relief tablets they could have also been to ease the pain from a a a car crash that she'd had years ago and injured her jaw so she had this persistent uh, temporomandibular jaw injury um she never learned to drive in her whole life she was in the passenger in a car and she got in a crash in the late 90s uh, after filming uh, Clueless. Yes, that's and, true. And uh, fucked up her jaw. T- TM- TMJ, she had... That was never really spoken about. No. It's and, weird. And she was on painkillers for that intermittently for a long time. Mm. But not any of these fucking mad, you know... Uh, and I heard that she... Morphine or oxycodone or... Anything. In the documentary that I watched, the Lifetime movie about her, they were showing that, like, she was sick for several days before. And it was like... Oh, she's sick for for six weeks before. But it was apparently, like, very bad. Yeah, and I'm like, bad. why the hell didn't they bring her to a hospital? They like, never I did. She was, she was dying of this sickness for six weeks and no one ever brought her. And this kind of leads into this gradual poisoning uh, yeah. uh, kind of a, a, a narrative. And also into a, a potentially... 
I guess, naturally poisoned or naturally contaminated household that was slowly killing her from mold and from other stuff. And I even went in and found some of the things from the autopsy and looked into where they could have come from. And we talk about them before the end. Is there actual autopsy photos? Not photos, but like the information about the the materials that were found in her. And they also said that she had been filming a movie and she might have got like a disease or something. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah, so I, I heard about that too. And I was like... Why did you go to the hospital regardless of any of this? I, yeah. Like it's such an odd thing if you thought you might have contracted something. Maybe her husband is keeping her back for some reason. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And a lot of the documentary was speaking about how it was a weird dynamic between like a, like a triangle of her and her husband, but her mother lived with them and it was like yeah, a weird... Yeah, now and again. Yeah, it was like a In weird... a house with no electricity and often no heating. Sounds like some grey gardens yeah. shit, right? strange. Well, she also had uh, uh, clonopin which is an anti-seizure drug. She was taking that. It's a muscle relaxant. It's great if you can get it, but you wouldn't want to take too much of it because then you're, you can't, you, you forget how to swallow and your heart just goes, fuck it, and just stops if you're if you're not on it, on it. Clonopin uh, was obviously for Simon Monjack, who was suffering from seizures the whole time. She was also on Prozac. Have you ever taken Prozac? No. It's it's It makes you feel like nothing. It's terrible. Uh, but also, if you feel awful, it makes you feel like nothing, which is probably better. And then uh, methylprendistolone, which is an anti-inflammatory, uh, but a really strong one that's usually administered in hospitals for people who have, uh, you know, in, like an inflamed liver that needs to be operated on immediately or an inflamed organ. They give you this and uh, the, the, the swelling goes away and then they can operate quite quickly and, and get out what needs to be got out instead of giving you antibiotics and wait for the infection to go down. Uh, she was also suffering from irregular periods and she was on a particularly long and heavy flow. That could be from her weight. It could be. Yeah. Or it could be a condition that she was suffering from because of all of these drugs combined. Yeah. And she was basically bleeding like an abattoir, which could have worsened the anemia and weakened her system further. I mean, we all know when we just feel a little bit washed out, Sean, mm. don't we? I know. It's just weak and just like, <laughs> not well. Just need a blankie. And I'll watch Ram and Girl and feel better. Just make me feel better. Feel, feel better. <laughs> so other more insidious uh, reports of doctor shopping came forward after her death with pharmacists reporting Brittany and Simon buying these undue amounts of prescription and over-the-counter drugs in her name, as well as his name, as well as Sharon, Britney's mother's name, and as well as Britney's alias Lola Manilow. Well, I, I heard about that when I was watching the documentary, and apparently the the chemist they were going to was like a family friend, so he yes. was kind of lenient Banca, in what he gave to them. Or Eric Banka was the guy's name. Yeah, and I remember they say like he was kind of like as, as I remember he was just kind of like giving them what they wanted essentially. He was up to a point, and then when he looked at the report of how much drugs she was taking, because she hadn't been to him for a while. Mm. And then he went, oh, you're still on this amount. Yeah. And how come you haven't been with me for ages? And then he went asking questions. And then he found out, he went, ah, no. I'd no, say no, they were no, going to like several places. Doctor shopping. Yeah. yeah. Going around to different doctors, getting oh, different diagnoses. Yeah. <laughs> you get different diagnoses and, and you get more of whatever you need. Now, I've never heard of anyone being addicted to anti-inflammatories, but if you're addicted to hydrocodone, sure. Um, like if you're an uh, 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 acetaminophen, like... That's a paracetamol. It's strong paracetamol. It's mm. not. 
it's not going to get you high. But the, it, Hydrocodone doesn't get you high because it's part of the hydro part. Like oxy is the is the part that's like uh, you can have oxycontin, which is quick mm-hmm. release, or oxycodone, which is long release. Hydrocodone goes into the nervous system, so it's not even something that you f- feel. It's not a thing you feel. It doesn't go through your liver uh, the same way. And then uh, uh, chlorophenamine is is an antihistamine, so it might get you a little bit drowsy or sleepy for a while. But it's not enough to like if we've taken mm. you've taken Zyrtec have you are you take have you ever I've taken, taken like nothing any allergy any allergy medication like uh, sometimes I take uh, Puritan or a Zyrtec or something like that uh, antihistamine yeah that's about it so antihistamine you take two of them <laughs> if you get a bit swollen up and then you yeah. feel a bit like oh I'm a bit sleepy <laughs> like that's as much as you're gonna get you it seems get, like she was medicating to, to, to genuinely heal a pain yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, I'm just going to take this. I think she was trying to figure out what worked for her. But why doctor shop for over-the-counter stuff? Do you know what I mean? Well, I know people myself who, at any opportunity, will take medication. Like, oh, my baby finger hurts, and they'll just take it. So I feel like she was probably excused when someone like you know she'd be like oh i want to take this and her mother was like oh yeah i'll get it for you because her mom was probably like a pill addict herself yeah but you can't like it's not it's not it's not like somebody hurt their toe and they're like oh my toe get me loads of oxycontin because i have a sore toe and then you just keep on filling up your thing of oxycontin like that's understandable that's hillbilly heroin Mm. right but to be on paracetamol antihistamines and maybe a bit of prozac which you don't really get addicted to prozac or clonopin which is a a muscle relaxant i can see clonopin getting you getting addicted to that maybe but like Mm. those trace amounts of it found and obviously she's just like oh come here give us one of your fucking no shake tablets there simon Mm. Of a night, of a, of a long night with no hate on. There's a lot of weird... Like, so many medications. And the death is supposedly from the, the, the combination of all of these things where her system just like shut down because of a, a confluence of relaxants. And her dad, he hired um, a secondary autopsy and he got people to test her hair. Yeah. And it was all these different things like that they were like speculating about and they reckon that her death was more sinister. Well, Britney's father, Angelo Bertolotti, uh, applied to the Superior Court of California to get hair samples of Britney's hair to examine it for foul play. He he had a suspicion and he was like, give me her hair and I'll check it out. So in November 2013, Bertolotti came with a toxicology report that said there was elements of heavy metals like antimony and barium in Britney's hair. Yeah. Like... That had me shook. That's weird when you think that what the metals are so think about this then antimony is also known as coal k-o-h-l and it was used in ancient cosmetics like eyeliner mm. in ancient egypt so they had this stuff and they'd break it down and they put it on eyeliner coal eyeliner yeah yeah like- so that's what this stuff is antimony and now it's used in flame retardants and flame proofing compounds and it's also used in moisturizers for animals in veterinarian practices so if you have a a horse with a bit of a dry gowl just get out this I will say, to play devil's advocate stuff. on this, it could be hair dye. As well, but this stuff is not involved in hair dye. Check it out, though. Mm. It is involved in flame retardants and flame proofing, right? Strange. So, barium, then, or human consumption of, of antimony will result in respiratory ir- irritation. These are the symptoms. Uh, human consumption of antimony will result in respiratory irritation. So, these are the different symptoms. Uh, pneumoconiosis. And cardiac arrhythmia. So pneumo, neuro, pneumoconiosis is uh, the 
the hitching of breath or the <laughs> not being able to breathe in, like an asthma type of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, a, a, like a, a cardiac arrhythmia, so like an irregular heartbeat. And these are the symptoms that Brittany showed when she hit the dirt. Yeah. Fell out of the shower, hit the ground. She had died of pneumonia, what seemed like pneumonia. Then you take barium, which is found in her system. Barium is similar in its, in its effects to antimony because it has a cough, wheezing, nasal irritation, and a condition called baritosis after ingestion. So when you take it in, you get this baritosis. And uh, barium is used as an additive of steel and cast iron and other alloys in building materials. And in this old house, it could have been used as solder to keep uh, uh, or welding to keep uh, metal struts together in the house to, to like to put off this thing called creep resistance, which is basically like, you know, this house is up on a hill and they'd have all these inside the bricks that have all these steel bars to make sure that if the ground moved in any way, that all the bricks stayed in the same place. So weird. There's so many possibilities for so her death. Well, let's put it this way. They were talking about mold. They were talking about disintegration of the building materials because of like rising damp and mold. Mm. So what happens if in the mold that grow inside the house, it the mold gets into the metal and gets into the flame retardant materials? I know we're not talking about asbestos, but flame retardant materials inside the uh, the walls, and the mold gets into that, and the spores. Pff, are, are, are shitting themselves out into the house both Simon and Brittany are breathing all this stuff in so then there's antimony and barium found in her system because she's been breathing in the de- the decomposing mm. uh, like housing elements in her house and her immune system's already compromised I guess but general. look at all the symptoms that causes like uh, uh, respiratory irritation cardiac arrhythmia coughing wheezing nasal irritation like all the medic- all the medications she was taking is to combat that stuff yeah like that's cray sense. right yeah it is weird yeah tell them all about it those conspiracy guys so experts looked into this accusation by Bartolotti and they came to the conclusion that it couldn't be deliberate uh, heavy metal poisoning because it lacks some of the typical signs, namely lines across the fingernails. So she wasn't injected by the government uh, with heavy metals. These lines are called Mies lines or uh, Leukiantia stratia, which is, uh, you know, when you get the, the white lines going up yeah. here when you get poisoned and they're always present with uh, overt heavy metal poisoning. So obviously these elements were trace elements found from ingesting it uh, orally uh, obviously breathing in the the bad mold in the house and the building materials had disintegrated with the mold and been bre- breathed in by both simon and Brittany because uh, on the 23rd of may 2010 just five short months after Brittany died her husband simon manjack was also found dead in the same house that they shared together with exactly the same type of debt which is fucking weird as shit that began the conspiracies for sure big time so complications of pneumonia and anemia were, was his official death. Now, this lad was suffering from a load of stuff, including a heart attack. How did he manage to end up getting pneumonia as well? A lot of people reckon he killed himself. Out of the guilt. Yeah. They were kind of like, a lot of people were speculating he that he did it. To death. <laughs> but people were saying like, oh, he must have, he has something to do with it. And then they were speculating about the mother and then. But isn't it mad how they put, like, we've talked about this on loads of famous people's, um, you know, death episodes mm. that when something tragic happens, they always try to put a narrative to it. Yeah, you always try. That's the thing. I think you want it to be something more other than the tragic. Yeah, you don't the, want the it to be the, tragedy yeah, is, the benign like, tragedy that could have been mold. Well, the LA County Department of Health had considered toxic mold in the house 
Uh, and th- they said that these chronic conditions are caused by that type of mold. And they tried to cure, you know, the lads tried to cure themselves with over-the-counter medications. But... Ed Winter, who was the county coroner, said that it was absolutely not possible that they died from mold inhalation because there was no indicators medically that this was the case. And yet we see the the, the effects of barium and antimony uh, ingestion. And then we find after Bertolotti's um, medical report that she had that stuff in her system. So who's lying? Is it the people that made the report for Bertolotti or is it Ed Winter, the county coroner? Well, it seems like it's going up a little bit in conspiracy. Brittany's mother then doubled down on this theory and said it absolutely was the mold that killed Brittany and Simon. And Simon was, by all accounts, a bit of a shyster. Like this lad was well able to spin yarns and he told people porky pies about his skills and abilities. He was smart. He was, and he demonstrated his knowledge for language and he used to play the piano while she used to lie underneath it and listen to him playing it, you know, this kind oh. of crack. Uh, he was kind of like a weird bullshitter, kind of a half-arsed kind of a dude. Um, one of his exes, his ex-fiance uh, is from London in 1999, describes him as, quote, very manipulative and said that he lied about his wealth and even wrote a letter to the FBI. She wrote a letter to the FBI saying that they they, they can't, cannot even comprehend that a person can be so deceptive. God. I was like, bitter much? But obviously he was a shyster. He was taking people out for loads of money. He, uh, she said he's sick. <laughs> often and he lies continuously. He's defrauding people all the time. And he's hurting people even in his own family. And she said that he himself admitted all this to her uh, by the end of their relationship. So she's like, this guy is full of shit. Now, he had been caught and arrested already for staying over his visa in 2007 and Britney had to bail him out. He was also deeply, deeply in debt when he met Britney first. And he's in the middle of a bunch of lawsuits all over Hollywood for work that was left undone. He'd be given, you know, uh, here, you're going to direct this or you're going to be a producer on this. And he'd take all the money in and not do any of the work. And then they were like, so he was up to nearly a million dollars in a, in lawsuits. That's crazy. So he was just all over town, sick as a dog, loads of fucking seizures, loads of heart attacks. It makes you be like, what did she see in him? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. It seemed like predatory. And a lot of people were like, fans of Britney Murphy, obviously, were going, yeah, that fucking fat cunt. He got into her for his money and he, for her money and he was all in debt. And I think people thought wanted, that when he, when she died, they were course. like, oh, it's like all the money. But then when he died so, so suspiciously and soon after. They were happy enough. It was like a so, weird thing. Like, you know, do you, do you blame Simon? We'll find out in our off defense in a second. I did in the beginning. I did. When I got down to rabbit hole, I was like, he did it. He, yeah. The mother definitely did it. He did it. They he were totally in on it. They loved it. each other secretly and they killed Brittany. Like, well, I I was down the rabbit hole at one what point. What about this then? What about that the respiratory bug, like you said, that she developed it in uh, a, a film shoot for a tiny little film in Puerto Rico where she'd gone six weeks before her death. She got this condition and it was in the autopsy, uh, Staphylococcus aureus. And this was the killer condition she got because she was living in damp slash wet quarters in a very under budget uh, accommodation in Puerto Rico. And when she came home, she was just dying of a really bad cold and literally died of a fever. That seems plausible to me, too. Happened to Molly Malone. Well, that's it. Like, it seems like there's things here that are so like. Like you said. It's so obvious and overt and yeah. tragic and benign. Yeah. It's so weird. It's such a weird... The whole thing is weird. The whole, That's why I think this podcast... I want people to know about it. Yeah. Because it is like a tragedy. But it's also a tragedy because it's so... 
nothing it's yeah. so weird and like easily solvable yeah but why but is it such a you, mystery when you go and try and find the stuff on the internet it is almost impossible it's to very find hard to find information this is literally everything there is on any documentary or on any website that i found now one extra one and this is weird and we could go deeper into this but there's not no information with it either this is the this is the maddest part and we'll finish at this and get off the fence other claims have been made about a government conspiracy to kill Brittany Murphy. And she was she was killed because she supported a, a government whistleblower, Julia Davis, after Davis claimed that the US were letting in terrorists over the Mexican border on purpose. Brittany and Simon were on a government watch list for months and their phones were wiretapped. And uh, Julia Davis was branded a domestic terrorist after she exposed Homeland Security for letting in terrorists on the Mexico border when she worked as a border guard in, a border guard in California and she saw loads of bribery and corruption and she told her story. She told it to the press. She got lambasted. Brittany Murphy stood up for her because apparently this Davis one was playing um, Angelina Jolie's body double in some of these movies so they got to meet on a movie set. Your one knew her. Brittany Murphy knew davis and went hey is that shit happening you all right i'll stick up for you and then britney murphy got f- fucked by the government and they started like looking into all of her shit and yeah. she thinks they're the ones like cutting the fucking electricity breaking the, breaking she the got mad paranoid that kind of made her mad even more paranoid. more of a recluse because the two of them her and her husband were both convinced they were being followed and watched and and they were and because then, yeah. davis said that she was being uh, 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 watched she said that people who were willing to support her and she knew this for a fact that these people were being watched they were being uh, tracked uh, with aerial and land surveillance including internet tracking vehicular surveillance warrantless searches and wiretaps and if you want to know the story of julia davis you can watch the documentary top priority the terror within and that's on youtube like it's a mad story. When I heard that the first time, I was like, oh my God, I mean, I've never heard anyone talk about it. Would they Would they go so hard on Brittany Murphy to kill her for just standing Train. up for yeah. Davis? Wouldn't, wouldn't they kill Davis instead? Yeah, like, why that's kill what a I famous actress if you wanted to keep this thing under wraps, you know? And I think the Murphy debt associated with this Davis thing is one of the reasons why it's so famous. Yeah, that's it. If Brittany Murphy wasn't involved. Who would know about it? Exactly. Yeah. So like, it's a that's a weird one. I like it? that she stood up for someone though. Yeah, that she was like, nope. She got principles. Yeah, she does. That's what it she is. Did. No. Now you might think that that's like a little bit of a shortfall on the on the death of Brittany Murphy, but that's that's, that's literally it. it, right? That's all we know, and it's, it's there's more, not much information about it. It's more of a mystery that's never solved. That's yeah, it's more of a mystery than it is like a, a true crime episode, an like unsolved is, murder mystery. Maybe she died from from just from new money. We get off the fence now. Maybe she died just from a cold that she got in Puerto Rico, or maybe she was killed by the government. But there's literally nothing you can say. I that's, honestly, that's all. What we just said there now in the last like hour and a half. That is all there is on the internet yeah. about Brittany Murphy. And there's loads of speculation. And like I myself, when I went in on it, I was like down with the conspiracy. Yeah, because I was like, I I, 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 I want this to be more than just the benign death kind of and I know that sounds that's weird because that's the saddest type right yeah because that is the saddest thing and then when you think about Jim Morrison just slipping away in a bath at 27 it's just is sad and then when I heard about that last conspiracy I was like oh my god imagine if that was true though but if it is true like that's imagine like if the, they're letting in terrorists in, into in, it wouldn't be the first time but it's like the least likely one but if it is true imagine yeah they say the same about Marilyn Monroe that she knew about the connection between JFK and San Giancana so she had to go because they couldn't connect the president to the mob. And that's why I think her death is quite similar. Not totally similar, but it is quite 
it has a few consistencies there with same, Marilyn Rose. Same type of notes. Yeah. Yeah. Same notes. And it's it's such a sad thing because I, I like knowing and I, yes. I like the closure. Come on, of course. So whenever I hear a new conspiracy, yes. I'm like, this is my closure. <laughs> this is my closure. You know. Finally, they've uncovered it. Yeah. I want someone to like tell me. I, I hope one day there is like a really legit documentary made about her life. I'm sure when all the people who are involved in smuggling the, the lads over the border are all out of their jobs, I'm sure in 20 or 30 years, <laughs> someone will find something. But um, yeah, that's it, man, for the death of Brittany Murphy. It's a short one. There's not a whole lot in it. But you definitely want to look at the life before you look at the death. And then the death, it's kind of very mysterious and sad and detailless. And it's something that was for someone so high profile who was about to break it out. Yeah. You could look at, we, we could do one on River Phoenix as well. Like, oh God, was I he, love River Phoenix. Was he topped off? Or was he just a tragic drug drug story? There's there's so many of these little ones where someone's famous will die and you're like, huh, mm. oh, they died. And then you look, That's it. you scratch a tiny bit deeper and then you, you uncover the bones mm-hmm. of a massive government conspiracy that's completely unsolvable. It's know? wild. Bananas. So we get off the fence and then we leave you go, uh, Shona, so you can get home to your loved ones. <laughs> uh, Brittany Murphy, off the fence, uh, did her mother take advantage of her by bringing her to california or was it britney's choice and the mother was supporting her i feel like she genuinely was supporting her to be honest but i feel like they had a really weird codependency which are probably were probably led to a lot of like a lot of her behaviors of being a recluse because she was single just, mother thing yeah know. she was so close to her mother so she didn't want to leave her and then her illness and great gardens yeah so i think and then her husband maybe britney just wanted to fix people yeah you know she wanted to take care of everyone but she never took care of herself um let's get off the fence about i would agree in that um let's get off the fence then about her falling short of her career goals would she have been eventually a leading lady or was she destined to always be the second fiddle i don't know it's a weird what, one what do you think i like you to, to get one i like to other. think so like i like i said i'd love her to be harley quinn and i feel like if she did get that kind of role that would have catapulted her somewhere new because she could have used her talents in that area of being like good at playing crazy for an iconic role that would have cemented her do you think people's unwillingness at the time she died which is 2009 at the age of 32 do you th- same as john bonham and bruce lee do you think that if the world was as woke to mental health as they are now like nearly 10 years later that she might have been appreciated a little bit more yeah. and they would have been able to separate the performance from the actual person. Definitely. I really do. I think like she would have been... didn't understand in, mental health back then. She would have right? been... I think she would have been like an advocate. I think she would have done a lot. I think she would have done a lot more than we think she would have. Mm. I'm just sad she didn't get to do it. Because I can only speculate, of course, but I feel in my heart she had a lot of talent. She was so underappreciated. She went under the radar and I just hope she got like her one shot. I just want her to get one big, one big movie that would have just given her that boost. Yeah, to start a, a tidal wave of successes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then off the fence about uh, the about her uh, being disillusioned with Hollywood and plan to move to New York away from LA, take care of her mother and her sick husband. Like, is that what was done, or was that like was that what would have been done, or was that just lip service? It's very possible she would have just went and lived a quiet life and just done a few like indie movies because I think she had that kind of potential to do like indie There was movies. a lot of indie stuff towards yeah, the end. Yeah, so I feel like she probably would have just done a lot of indie movies. Doing a lot of straight to DVD shows. Acted, 
did what she liked as a job and had her family and lived more of a normal uh, life. And money and a big paycheck wasn't her primary goal. It was more about making good films and having the bands. I think that would have been realistically what would have happened to her. Yeah. Like, I think she would have coasted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was probably more than likely like what happened. millions, like how many millions more do you need, you know? There's people like that who have really good careers, but they're not massive, massive names, but they live a decent life. I think she would have been one of those people. Yeah. I would like her to have a big role, but I think she probably would have lived her life normally hmm. as much as possible. One would like to think. Uh, off the fence then about her death. That's a hard when, one. Yeah. When she died, is it? So this is a three-sided fence. Is it? She was sick from a job she took in Puerto Rico and she was taking all these prescription medications and over-the-counter stuff, not really measuring her intake and ended up over a six-week period kind of overdosing herself so that her body just became so weak that she collapsed in the shower and she just couldn't be revived because... I think that's the most plausible story. Or... (laughs) (laughs) Or... Was she... And that's from the Puerto Rico thing. Or, so take the, the medica- medication bit from the first one and say, was she taking all that medication because her house was full of mold that was bringing in antimony and barium and all of these mad stuff and causing all of these symptoms that all of these drugs were designed to fight against. So we're talking about the rhinitis. We're talking about the 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 uh, neurococ- mm. uh, the, the, the neuro or the pneumococcalococcus god for a plate you ever getting that whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> where you have you know the, the the persistent coughing the the sniffles like mm. all the cold symptoms like all of this stuff she was having because of the mold in her house yeah and she was staying in the house the whole time because she was minding the ma and minding the husband and the fact that the ma didn't stay there all the time but the husband didn't and he died five months after her of exactly the same symptoms does it not point towards that or the third side of the fence is was she assassinated by the government for helping a whistleblower by injecting heavy metals into her body i think that for me is the least likely yeah yeah definitely it's a grand conspiracy it but it's probably the least likely so is it like i feel like it was probably the was it a cold she got from from puerto rico or was it mold and is there somebody to blame that we can go to the it could the, i'd say it was LA more than likely the mold board. sadly in my opinion do you think if so? i was really if i mean realistic about it yeah black mold's a killer man yeah i think it's probably the mold pulling down all of the metals out of the materials in the house and it's such a weird way to die fucked man it's long over yeah. six weeks why did she not go to the doctor at all there's so many questions you could ask and i would yeah. encourage people to go look check it out make up your own mind about it because it is a wild ride there is literally no information on why that is it that is so, it's a frustrating thing to like nobody research. talked about it uh her ma and simon uh, manjak went out to loads of interviews yeah they did it a lot they put out information like as shauna said was false like she could have taken cocaine she wasn't mm. suffering from a heart defect like all of this stuff yeah so who knows who the fuck knows? who knows it's a tough one i do think that also it was the the black mold uh, disintegrating the house and she was just breathing in yeah. a fallen down house like more uh, than likely lemony snickets or some shit like it's terrible terrible it scares me mold scares me now so if you got that black mold you want to check that shit out um, <laughs> that's it for this time on those conspiracy guys that's been the death of Brittany Murphy weird little episode very unusual and I enjoyed off, it. <laughs> off the beaten path you got to talk about Brittany Murphy so you enjoyed it I did it yeah I was happy normally um, people don't listen to me it's a we- <laughs> <laughs> so thank you <laughs> it's a weird little it's a weird little story something to tickle your brain and it's off the off the beaten path of the general you know Hollywood elite type of uh, kind of strange death 
you know, a lot of people die in strange ways, man. Uh, you know, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Gone weird. Bill Pullman. Gone odd. Like a lot of, a lot of weird musicians and uh, uh, actor deaths that are just like, hey, that's weird. Ah, oh, that's grand. And it's not these huge conspiracies that they have like. Just every question Mar- everything. Monroe or Tupac. Yeah. Go and have a look at uh, uh, Brittany Murphy. Uh, some most of the documentaries are hip of shit. But if you do want to check out <laughs> uh, the Julia Davis story, uh, Top Priority, The Terror Within is the name of that documentary. And I'm going to try and find that and put it up on our BitChute channel so you can have a go. So anything we missed out, anything we left out, anything we got wrong, or if you want to just say hi, info at thoseconspiracyguys.com is the email. We're on all the social media. If you like the show and you want to help out, hit it up on Patreon. So the next season is on the horizon and uh, look forward to some brand new episodes. With hopefully Sean joining us for yeah. a long one to talk about I'd some love mad to. shit. Yeah, be I'd great crack. To. Be great crack. So uh, all it leaves me to do is thank my guests for today, uh, Shona Ellen, aka Ellie Jaden. Thank you for having me on uh, YouTube. You can find her channel Ellie Jaden or Shona Speaks. She's at Ellie Jaden on Twitter. On everything, pretty much. And uh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was great crack. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Just going finally, home and crying, watch Clueless. <laughs> watching Ramen Girl. Yeah. Eating ramen. Uh, we, fi- we finally got her out of Offaly. Yeah. the big smoke I'm now. here. So we'll come again some other day. Um, so that's it for those conspiracy guys for this time. Uh, thanks very much for listening. This is the death of Brittany Murphy. I've been Gordo. I've been Shona. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.